time for the car doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name's John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to get you through your car troubles. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you through winter, though. This has been a tough winter so far. We have more snow on the way, you know, steering out the window here at Marina Bay. Yeah, the parking lot looks great, but there must be 25-foot tall piles of snow out in the parking lot. And you know what happens when there's snow, there's salt and sand on the roads. I know driving to work the other day, it seemed like I went through half a gallon of windshield washer just to try to keep the windshield clean from uh, all the snow that was on or all the salt and dirt that was on the road. And um, I think we've all driven by the uh, car washes that say salt eats cars. Well... With us on the phone is uh, Bob Baboyan. He is a corrosion consultant and fellow at NACE, the Corrosion Society. And uh, I want to find out, does salt really eat cars? Bob, good morning and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. Nice to hear from you. Well, is it true to salt eat cars? Yes, yes, that's right. It's uh, long history of uh, salt causing uh, corrosion on vehicles. Yeah, and it's um, and it's not just the corrosion on vehicles. It's uh, kind of corrosion everywhere too. I mean, i I drive by uh, I drive by some metal bridges that don't look so good these days either. The very serious problem with uh, bridges, you know, the bridges are, uh, are built with uh, reinforcing steel, rebar. Yeah, and the salt can uh, seep into the uh, uh, concrete and at cracks, and and then cause the rebar road and then uh, stalling of the uh, concrete and a serious problem. Yeah, 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 and it's, uh, we have, uh, uh, here in New England, we have some pretty old bridges. Anybody who drives back and forth to Cape Cod, they drive over the Sagamore, the Bourne Bridge, and they've been there since, I think, uh, I don't know, 1928 or something. So, uh, so I guess they have the, the uh, effect of not just salt from the roads, but uh, salt from the ocean as well. But let's talk about the salt that goes on the roads. Um, we're using a variety of different things. We're not just using plain old salt these days. We're using uh, mixtures of stuff, right? That's that's right. It uh, it was from the beginning in 1960s. The during the 60s, the uh, highway department found out that they could save a lot of money if they salted roads, and they came up with a uh, then a bare pavement policy. So they really needed to do something. So they used rock salt, which is a sodium chloride, uh, the same as your table salt. And uh, that did the job down to uh, temperatures around 20 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Uh, but um, later on in the history of using salt, uh, it became obvious that at lower temperatures than 20 degrees Fahrenheit, they had to do something else. And they added uh, um, to the rock salt, they added calcium chloride and they added magnesium chloride and mixed, uh, mixed that uh, the crystals and salted the roads. And that, and that brought them down to... With uh, uh, calcium chloride and magnesium chloride, they could uh, 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 melt the snow and ice at around minus twenty degrees or so. So, so, uh, so this morning, this morning when I left my house, it was minus eight. 
So if the roads were treated with uh, plain old salt, uh, they would still be icy. But if they were mixed with these mixtures of uh, calcium chloride, magnesium chloride, uh, they wouldn't be. They would be uh, just wet then, right? Then they would be affected, right? Yep. And as a matter of fact, that's the crux of the problem because magnesium chloride and calcium chloride are much more corrosive when they form solutions, salt solutions, than just rock salt, salt itself. Yeah, and that and that's where the problem is. From the auto repair industry, I talk to people in garages all the time, and although the outside of the cars look pretty good, we're starting to see some, especially as cars are eight and ten and twelve years old now. Uh, with the average, I guess, being a, right about 11 years old, uh, we're starting to see things like uh, uh, steel brake lines rusting out, steel gas lines rusting out, uh, metal parts of cars that typically lasted a long time without much thought. Uh, those those parts are starting to rust away pretty badly, as well as things like rocker panels, where some of this magnesium chloride collects under the cars, right? Right, and it's, uh, of course, it is much worse with uh, magnesium and, and calcium chloride. Uh, one of the one of the factors is that uh, the undercarriage now is very susceptible to uh, corrosion because of this uh, uh, use of the uh, crystal salts. And, and then the, in, the, in the last few years, they've been using uh, they've been using salt brine, and that's actually solutions of sodium chloride, rock salt, and magnesium chloride, and uh, and uh, and now what happens is they they uh, wet the roads before the, it even snows with this liquid, and and when you're driving over that, you just splash the uh, undercarriage of your vehicle uh, and, and completely, and the salt enters the crevices, and 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 so you have a situation where you're going to have a serious uh, corrosion uh, uh, rate that uh, something needs to be done about it. Yeah, I was with one of I, I my day job is I work at AAA, and I was with one of our uh, national office engineers one day at the uh, Detroit Auto Show, and we were walking around looking at some of the cars that were on display that were that you could actually walk under, and he was photographing kind of odd places in the car, and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm looking at places where road salt will get trapped in these cars and cause corrosion problems." So by adding these extra aerodynamic panels under the car, they're actually, I guess, causing crevices where where salt and uh, other corrosive liquids can actually start to collect now. You're right on that. I mean, the the, uh, the design, as a matter of fact, in the years, uh, in the uh, 80s and 90s, automobile companies designed vehicles so that they designed out crevices, like, for example, the quarter panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they would... It used to be like a J, and, and, and liquids would get trapped and salt would get trapped. And then they designed it so that they, you didn't have that entrapment area. And so they did a pretty good job in designing out. But on the undercarriage, as you, as you said, there are areas that you just can't design out those crevices. And, for example, one is the wheels uh, where the, the brake mechanisms uh, uh, are included. And, and so... You have uh, crevice uh, uh, configurations in the wheels, and that needs to be washed out. I mean, you've got to get those salts out of there so that you don't get this serious corrosion problem in those areas. Yeah, and that's something that I think we're we're seeing in repair shops 
are, are starting to try to make their customers aware of it. We're seeing things like brake rotors that are literally starting to look like they're rusting through. And alloy wheels, which you would think, well, it's a, an alloy. Well, it can't rust, but it can corrode. And we're seeing these aluminum alloy wheels that are, that are picking up all kinds of corrosion these days. That's right. Yeah, and... And even uh, the most corrosion-resistant materials can be susceptible to crevice corrosion. For yeah. example, uh, stainless steels are uh, you know it's supposed to be stainless, but actually, when you have a, crev- a stainless steel crevice, you can uh, get uh, crevice corrosion occurring, and it can be serious. It can, it can weaken the structures and, and weaken the connections and the and the bolts and things along those lines. So, someone told me the other day that snow drives the economy, and it sounds like. I, I kind of thought about it for a minute. I'm like, well, I suppose if it snows, the snow plows come out. But if you think about the snow plows and then uh, you salt and sand the roads and you add this stuff and the, the even stainless steel, like you said, stainless steel exhaust systems that normally last a really long time, there's places for this corrosive material to get trapped. So repair shops need to be looking for this to take care of their consumers and look for the brake lines that get coated with the stuff and the exhaust systems and the brake rotors and the wheels. And like you said, the crevices where this stuff can build up and cause uh, additional corrosion. Yeah, one of the things that's uh, interesting is that the, that the repair shops are finding more corrosion now, today, on vehicles in the uh, undercarriage area. And... Um, we, we feel that it's due to the use of this new technique using brine solutions, spraying brine solutions on the road. And the difference between spraying crystals of salt and, and spraying, uh, uh, spraying brine solutions is that you eliminate the step where the crystals have to, dissolve, uh, have to melt the ice mm. and, and the snow, and then it becomes corrosive. But you, you eliminate that step when you spray brines on and. The brines that they're uh, they're spraying on uh, include magnesium chloride, which is uh, which is uh, very much more corrosive than road salt itself. And by the way, the reason for that is that magnesium chloride is, is what we call deliquescent. What that means is if you put a crystal of magnesium chloride on a bench and you uh, raise the, the humidity above thirty percent, it becomes a, a liquid and wet. Um, Rock salt, sodium chloride, rock salt, what they uh, use, that doesn't become wet until uh, 70 percent humidity. Mm. So, now, take for example your salt shake. You know, uh, if you're sitting, uh, if your salt shake is sitting there, and if it's less than 70 percent humidity, it stays dry. If it's above 70 percent humidity, the salt, the sodium chloride that you use to, uh, on foods, it becomes wet, and you put rice in there, so it'll yeah. dry it up. And it's a very similar situation with uh, rock salt on vehicles. Uh, uh, below 70% humidity, um, the, uh, the, the uh, rock salt becomes dry and not, not corrosive. But above 70%, well, if you take magnesium chloride, it's 30%. Well, it's always above 30%. Mm. I mean, if you're heated garage and uh, normally the, the humidity might be 50% or so. So... If you have magnesium chloride deposited on your vehicle, it's wet all the time. Yeah. That's a big difference. So yeah, I guess that explains why I have, a, I had, a, I guess, half a five-gallon bucket of uh, magnesium chloride salt melt, and there was a puddle of water at the bottom of it. Or I thought a puddle of water, but actually a puddle of liquid. 
Yeah, and, that, and, and what that is, the very concentrated magnesium chloride solution, and the reason that's there is because the humidity is above 30% and becomes wet, and uh, that, that concentrated magnesium chloride solution is, is, is very corrosive. So I should, keep that, I should keep that liquid away from my car. Absolutely. And yeah. that's why when you, you know, when you go to the car wash, make, uh, the consumer has to make sure that they uh, have the uh, undercarriage spray. Yeah, because when they're driving on the road, yep. you uh, you get the spray directly on the undercarriage, and you can't eliminate all these uh, crevices. Yep. Uh, you have to have crevices that that bolts and things like that. And so, uh, you want to you want to have that underspray uh, uh, undercarriage spray to remove the yep. salt. Is there any concern about the car washes recycling water and actually recycling some of this uh, magnesium chloride mix that might be being reused again? Well, it's, an inter- it's interesting that you ask that, because we did a study at uh, NACI International, the Corrosion Society, um, quite a few years ago. And what we did was we took the water from, the, uh, the, uh, from uh, 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 many um, car washes, yep. and we analyzed them for chlorides. And we found that the chloride content, the, uh, the uh, sodium chloride content, calcium chloride content, was... Uh, actually appreciable, maybe 0.1 to 0.5%. And then what happens is as they wash the vehicles and the thousands go through in the day, uh, the salt, can, uh, salt in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the wash water, especially the, uh, going mm-hmm. at, at the beginning, uh, would, uh, would permeate the vehicle. So uh, what would happen is you drive through the, uh, the car wash, the first thing the automobile sees is this uh, salt solution. And so instead of necessarily taking out the salt, it would put in the salt. So um, that, that's, that's something that the car washes know about. And, and, and now they, they, uh, change their, they, they uh, change their salt, uh, they, they change their wash solutions the, uh, as, uh, uh, quite, quite regularly. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you guys put up five tips for reducing risk or uh, reducing uh, uh, salt and rust to your car. Uh, the first one was uh, if if you're lucky enough, I guess, to park in a heated garage, that probably isn't the best place to be, right? Well, you know, the, uh, the, uh, when I, I told you about the magnesium chloride, yep. if, the, uh, if the humidity is above a certain point, well, that's why uh, corrosion, the corrosion rate on vehicles increases tremendously with temperature as the temperature goes yep. up and as the humidity goes up. So if you're parking your car, uh, you, you've got salt on it, you park your car inside and you get the high temperature, high humidity, then you have uh, initiation of corrosion occurring. Once initiation occurs, then you get the propagation of corrosion and, and, and you start a, a, a corrosive problem. So we have, uh, the International has recommended that um, it would be better under those circumstances uh, to, to uh, park the car outside. Yeah. There's, other, there's a, a bunch of other things. I mean, for example, wash the uh, vehicle uh, regularly yep. and really include the, include the undercarriage. And, and when they go through the, uh, you want to uh, have them spray the, uh, the, the wheels and the brake components. Make sure that, uh, tell them that you want that done. Sometimes they don't do that. Yep. Well, you want to repair dents and scratches uh, as soon as possible when, when at the end of the snow uh, season, and, and make sure that because that's those are sites where you get initiation corrosion. Uh, the uh, and one of the things I do is I I, I make sure that uh, I don't drive through uh, 
deep puddles or flooded roads because if this, if those are salt solutions, then you're splashing directly sprays of, the, of these salt solutions uh, all over your vehicle. And then, uh, and, and then one that uh, is is uh, kind of interesting because uh, I, I make sure I don't follow a salt and salting. Yeah. You don't want to, if they're spraying that salt brine, that liquid salt brine, you don't want to be right behind that vehicle, and boy, you're going to get your uh, your vehicle uh, inundated with yeah, salt. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. and the uh, the uh, group you belong to, NACSE, they're the uh, corrosion uh, experts, and the website is nace.org. And uh, there's all kinds of great information on there, so I encourage people to go and check it out and see what's going on. And, Bob, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday morning and joining us up here in Boston. Thanks for having me, John. All right, take care. That was Bob Baboyan. He is a fellow with the uh, NACE, the Corrosion Council, and a former engineer at Texas Instruments, I understand, and... Uh, we need to take a break and pay some bills. But before we do, our buddy asked Gary at Jafarian Automotive Group his question of the week. With this record-breaking snowfall, what are your best tips for winter safety and caring for your car? Well, Gary says, with horrible weather conditions upon us and record-breaking snowfall in such a short period of time, you know, Gary says uh, he's happy to give you some of his best tips for starting and staying both on and off the road. Remember, when possible, in in climate weather, you know, get off the road. It's dangerous out there. For more on this topic, go to askgaryblog at jafarian.com. Remember, Gary will be on the show once a month, so email me a topic or go to his blog, jafarian.com, and submit and ask the Gary question. And Gary will be on with us next week. We need to take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. We will be right back. WROL Boston. South Boston Catholic Academy is an urban elementary school serving 300 students preschool through grade 6. They instill the gospel values of Jesus Christ while creating a family-based atmosphere and achieving academic excellence. Being located on East Broadway in South Boston makes South Boston Catholic Academy an ideal choice for working families in and around the Boston community. Take a listen to what Principal Nancy Carr has to say. Children come into the school as early as 7.15 and are at school until 5 30 to help those families who are working in downtown Boston or in the seaport area and surrounding areas to be able to have the opportunity to drop off their children for everything that South Boston Catholic has to offer and then pick them up at the end of their workday. Be sure to find out more today. Hi, I'm Nancy Carr, the proud principal of South Boston Catholic Academy. I would love to extend the invitation to take a tour of our school. You can give us a call at 617-268-2326. Or visit our website at sbcatholicacademy.org to schedule a tour. 
Looking for a unique dining experience that will delight the whole family at a great price? Look no further than Speta's Brazilian Steakhouse. Speta's Steakhouse is a Brazilian Rodizio-style restaurant that serves the freshest selection of hand-picked meats daily, hand-carved from a skewer right at your table. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet that also features a huge selection of hot dishes and salad bar items all at one low price. Top it off with your choice of over 10 home-style desserts, and there's something for everyone in the family at Speta's. Speta's home-style recipes from Central Brazil have been in the family for over 75 years and everything is made fresh daily. Open seven days a week for dine-in, takeout, or catering. Come and enjoy our winter special. Monday through Friday, you can buy one Rodizio and get the second half off. Come visit our new location at 35 Independence Avenue in Quincy. Reservations suggested on weekends, so visit SpedaSteakhouse.com or call 617-934-1663 today. Good, healthy, homemade Brazilian cuisine for the whole family. Only at Spedas Steakhouse in Quincy. Hello, this is Gary Jafarian, CEO of Jafarian Volvo Toyota, encouraging you to get informed and stay informed. Sign up for the weekly Ask Gary blog on Jafarian.com. WROL Boston. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Let's talk to our buddy, Rick in Boston. Hey, Rick. Hey, John. Uh, sometimes my question or comment gets lost in translation, so um, or messed up in translation, and I, I don't mean that as an insult or anything. That's all right. It's, it's, um, your, it's your accent, Rick. That's what it is. I know. I'm not yeah. from I'm not from Boston, so yeah. it makes it hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, here's a suggestion for the people that are, have to park on the street: if you are parking with your driver's side next to the snowbank, pull it in tight so it's either touching the snow or just a couple inches from it, and get out the passenger door. If you if you leave room for you to get out the driver's door, you're oh yeah, you're taking you're ahead. taking up way too much room. Yeah. Yeah, and you're waiting to get hit by a passing car or a blade of a snowplow or what? No, that, you're absolutely right. And I kind of feel bad for there's uh, uh, where my mother lives. There's a car parked across the street, and it's parked on the street. And you actually can't tell it's a car anymore. It's just a big pile of snow. And right. all I can imagine is one of these days the snowplow is going to go by, and it's just going to think it's a big pile of snow, and it's going to just, uh, you know, Chew this thing up. So you're right. Get the car in as tight as you can. Try to keep it clean so it's identifiable. And you're right. Get out there. If you have to park that way, get out the passenger door. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, I've seen, I, I, I drive around for work, and I've seen a whole bunch of cars with their front ends or their back end with damage. Yeah, out, yep, yep, you're absolutely right. Hey, Rick, thanks a lot, and stay stay warm and dry. <laughs> well, stay dry. I don't know about the warm part. Yeah, okay. Doing, All right, take care. Bye-bye. Uh, with us on the phone is uh, my buddy, Steve Fitzgerald. He's an automotive enthusiast, and he uh, works for Universal Technical Institute. And he is down in uh, Daytona, Florida, taking some well-deserved time off. But I wanted to talk to him about 
what's going on down in Daytona? I've been in I've been to Daytona a couple times, but I've never been down during any of the big events. And I understand there's kind of a big event going on down there. Fitzy, good morning, and welcome back to Boston. Hey, John. Good morning, and how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing hey, great. Hey, so what's uh, I understand there's something going on down in the Daytona area this this week? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard this this uh, phenomenon they have. It's called NASCAR. NASCAR, and, yeah. Yeah, and there's this race uh, tomorrow called the Daytona 500. So um, there's a whole lot of folks that have uh, come into town, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and that and that's what I was really kind of wondering about. I know I've been to places where there's been uh, some racing that's going on. I've been to places where there's uh, even even locally offshore boat racing, and just what it does to the economy and does to sort of the overall feel of the area, it just completely changes. And what do you what are you seeing down there uh, uh, this weekend? And I guess uh, Bike Week's coming up soon as well, right? Well, it is. You know, first thing I just you, I was listening to the earlier part of the show and the Gary Jafarian's comments about about how to keep your car nice and all, and I'm feeling a little bit guilty because it's uh, being a native Bostonian and, and watching the Weather Channel in the last week. I mean, there's folks out this morning with uh, folks from New England with their Red Sox hats and they're out with their tire shine and their cars are cleaned up, and I feel bad listening to it. But I'll tell you, um, the whole town is filled with folks. It's so exciting. It's a, you know the the Daytona area is is a sleepy little town other than the fact when um, the 500's in, excuse me, 500's in town or Bike Week is in town or it's college time. But uh, the place is packed. I mean, every little store, every little uh, souvenir stand, every little restaurant is filled with folks, and um, there's all kinds of hot rods and folks. You know, there's motorhomes, and the, the place is wall-to-wall people. And uh, it's great because... Um, it's great because, I mean, not only is it people are out and they're having a good time and they're in the sun, but it is good. For, like you say, it's great for the economy. Everybody's out. Everybody's having fun. The thing that I notice the most is is making the transition quickly from home in Boston where we're up to our elbows in snow. Down here is the, the, it's exciting to be in a place where there's an immediate transfer of, of excitement. Um, you know, where we... You know, at home we're shoveling and we're working hard, and that's all part of being a proud Bostonian. But it's pretty fun where people just flip the switch, and they're in shorts and flip flops, and they're in their uh, their Danica Patrick gear, and they're out there enjoying themselves. So it's fun. Uh, it's okay, just just so you know, Joanne's in the studio, and you really just ticked her off with well, the with the shorts and flip flops comment. You know, <laughs> I have fall. Sorry, Joanne. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, but uh, you're absolutely right, and it turns into sort of car and truck central, uh, car truck and bike central down there too. You must be uh, being a being a uh, consummate car guy like you are. You must be uh, you know spending a lot of time just kind of looking at some great uh, some great iron down there, right? Well, what's fun is is as you know, I've got a, a couple of hot rods and a motorcycle, and I keep one down here, and, and um, you can't. It's crazy. I mean, it's Car Bike Central. Folks who love cars, they either have them and they keep them here, or folks move down here, they get a little bit older so they can have a place and uh, to, to keep their toys so they're not under covers and filled with stable. And you could go to a traffic light on, on uh, Route 1 or Route A1A, and, you know, every single change of a traffic light, there's a hot rod or a motorcycle or a drag bike. And uh, one thing that's interesting is Florida's a little different than Mass in that there's no state inspection, so... You know, it's not uncommon to see a pro street car with a wheelie bar and, and uh, decal headlights and, and uh, blower hanging out of the hood. And there, one 
one minute after the next, you point and you look, and it's it is it's uh it's like a it's the, the whole town turns into a car show and a bike show. It's fun. Yeah, and and what do you when you're when you're out at a you know at a, a car show or at just a, a you know the Florida equivalent of a cruise night, I guess, and you're seeing you're seeing guys that are our age with some really cool stuff. But what happens when you see the uh, the you know the the teens and the twenty year olds? What's their take on on this business? I know I know here in the studio one day, and I think you and I talked about it the last time we got together. There was a. Uh, uh, young woman who was filling in here and her father owned a hot rod shop and she commented to me about um, people of my generation which I kind of twinged a little bit about that but yeah, we how we actually right. yeah how we actually fix stuff and we look at things and we kind of come up with ideas are, are you seeing that with uh, uh, some kids down there yeah for sure uh, it, it, it's kind of fun being the old guy, if you will. You say our generation. I mean, if we didn't look in the mirror, we'd think we were teenagers, but we're not. We're closing on sixty. And, and but like you, being a car guy my whole life, we built enough hot rods and motorcycles and fixed things and made things when it wasn't so easy to buy things off the shelf, and when you could do things when it wasn't so um, computer driven, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But but the kids. Um, what's kind of cool is the younger generation really has. It's kind of fun because everyone here seems to love cars young and old, and people admire and respect the uh, our generation, if you will, where they come and they look and they ask, where'd you get this or where'd you get that? And, you know, the answer is, well, made it or, or we built it. And they're infatuated with the fact that um, those kinds of uh, Renaissance folks are still around. And it's fun because they sit and they listen and they're inspired by it. And uh, it's kind of fun. You know, I mean, I hope, I certainly hope that the uh, the art and the passion of being a car guy or a bike guy. I hope that doesn't go away. In the you know, and, and I'm not knocking the today's world where everybody sits and two thumbs it on their smartphone, but I'm hoping that the the, the younger generation continues to, to be passionate about um, you know this kind of stuff. We, we stopped over at an upholstery shop, and um, and as you know, I'm working on my old pickup, and and uh, met with a nice man who's a third generation upholstery man, and all he does is uh, is you know custom upholstery and hot rods and mm. there he was in this cool old building with his wife and his two sons and uh, that's all they do and the, the, it's really cool to see the passion handed down from one generation to the next and the, you know the the artisan that goes into some of the work i mean it's beautiful i mean there's this stuff is you you know you're a car guy it's rolling artwork some of the stuff is absolutely beautiful hand engraved leather hand rubbed paint you know handmade Know, uh, aluminum fenders and just it's just it's it's a different kind of uh it's a different kind of art in the, in the places of it's really a museum yeah and even when it isn't even when it isn't rolling art but it's something that somebody made even if it's i mean there's sort of the rat rods that people make to look like rat rods but the true rat rods that somebody you know somebody made up a frame and they threw a you know 351 Ford engine in out of a country squire wagon and you know found a beer keg to make for a gas tank and they put all the pieces together and they ended up with a pile of junk or started with a pile of junk and actually turned it to something that was drivable and actually kind of cool in its own way even those you know those are those are interesting things and interesting people that you know can look at that and take that assemblage of what was essentially junk parts and make it into something that's pretty good too Oh no, it's cool. I mean, as a matter of fact, I helped. Uh, uh, you know, I went. There's a guy that owns a, a local restaurant, and uh, he said he had an old something that he bought at 
a show called the Turkey Rod Runner. It was exactly what you said. It was an old truck with a with a glued together frame with a 351 Cleveland. It didn't run. The the, the rear end was in sideways, and and we went over to a storage unit, and um, and we tried to align it. And the only we had, you know, we we had some pieces of wood molding and some fishing line and a couple of jack stands. And um, we spent a couple of hours <laughs> trying to see if we could get this thing to go down the street straight and uh, did a few things to get the electrical system, you know, so that it worked and, and with with, uh, with primitive tools. And the two of us, uh, you know, we're all laying on the floor and playing around with a makeshift voltmeter. And the next thing you know, we were going down, you know, Route 100, like a couple of little kids smiling and laughing. And, you know, after about three or four minutes, I looked over, the guy's name is Johnny D., I said, Johnny, does this thing have any brakes? He says, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that could that could be something you you might have wanted to check out before, but yeah, yeah. But, but it's just so fun. It's like yeah. it, it, it's so fun, and it brings people together. And it's just uh, there's definitely a common thread that runs through the town. Um, you know, I think some people are here for the like you say the NASCAR show and the races, but there's definitely a, there's definitely a, uh, an enthusiastic feel, and uh, uh, you know, like. Again, as you said, it's, folks love the cars, and in a couple of weeks, the bikes come into town. I mean, Bike Week is just—it's exciting, and they're not a bunch of young kids. There's yeah. a bunch of old folks like us, and I think the number last year was seven hundred thousand people come into mm. town. Three hundred thousand motorcycles. I mean, it's—it's it's a scene, and it's—and it's people are polite and respectful, and there isn't a piece of trash on the ground. It's. It's fun. Yeah. No, I, I remember talking to a woman who owned a hotel, and she said she would much rather have the Bike Week people than Spring Breakers sometimes. But Yeah. Yeah. It makes a little bit of noise. It yeah. certainly makes noise. Well, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's but, uh, it's good noise, though. Yeah, it's music. I mean, yeah. people ask you know, if you're going to – it's funny. The upholstery man asked uh, when we were working on uh, designing the interior, he says, uh, you know, where are you going to put the speakers? And my wife said, I'm not going to have a radio in this. The speakers are in the exhaust of the, the tailpipe. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's give your uh, place of employment a little bit of plug too. Uh, Universal Tech, their uh, Universal Technical Institute, all around the country, right? Yeah, we've got. Uh, thank you, John. We've got uh, twelve campuses around the United States, and I work up at the campus in Norwood, Mass, most of the time. And part of my little tour down here, which is great, is uh, I get to go visit my students that I work with over the over the last few years that are coming out of high school, and I've got a couple of guys that are down at uh, and, a, and a young lady. Uh, from Cape Cod Tech, who uh, who uh, are at Motorcycle and Marine Mechanics Institute, so they're over in Orlando, learning all about uh, everything that runs uh, in the water and on the ground on two wheels and four wheels. So next week, I'm going to take a motorcycle ride and sneak up on some of my students and stop in and say hello and give them a little bit of love. So that's that's always fun, and it makes me feel good to follow up and work with the kids and for them to see that we're engaged and that um, you know we're we're one of them. We've just got a couple extra couple extra years behind them. It's fun. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for taking some time out of your Saturday. Tell Dale I said hello. Give her a hug for me. John. Thank you for calling. All right. And stay warm, man. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Steve Fitzgerald. Uh, just a, a good guy, car enthusiast, friend of mine. I got to know him a bunch of years ago with the... Uh, uh, actually, Skills USA, uh, USA contest that we do for high school kids. And really, there is a real future in auto repair. I've said it before. A lot of uh, technicians today are getting older. They're getting out of the business. Uh, the younger people, like like uh, Steve said, uh, a lot more computer-driven in cars today, but still that technical expertise that's necessary to get your car repaired, to be able to do what you need to do with your vehicle and to have somebody come in. And there are times still today where you're going to look at a car and you're going to have to find out 
I got to find a way to fix this. And that's where you need the skill set of both your mind and your body to be able to get it done. And uh, there's, uh, you know, we need those people. And the repair shops need them, too. And repair shops, yeah, it's been a little bit quiet up until right now. But uh, for us at work, um, there's an awful lot of cars with dead batteries and charging system problems. Uh, my name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Uh, if you're on hold, stay right there. Uh, you've been very patient. We will be right back. WROL Boston. Kick off St. Patrick's Day with Dublin's Irish Cabaret featuring Andy Cooney at Cafe Escadrille in Burlington, March 11. Enjoy an exhilarating blend of Irish music, song, laughter, and dance designed to please the entire family. The show includes a four-course dinner featuring special selections from Cafe Escadrille's legendary cuisine. A champagne reception at 6, dinner at 7, and Andy Cooney takes the stage at 8.30. Contact Cafe Escadrille for tickets or go online to cafeescadrille.com for more details. Mark your calendar to be at Michelle Mitsubishi dealership in Danvers on Saturday, February 28th to meet New England Patriots and Super Bowl champion Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray is the Patriots running back who had four touchdowns and rushed to 199 yards in the season's game against the Indianapolis Colts. Come to Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers between 1 and 5 on Saturday, February 28th, and bring your gear for signatures. The WROL Irish Hit Parade will be broadcasting live from Michelle. Actually... Matt's going to be there. Maybe he can, uh, maybe he can arm wrestle Jonas or something. That might be kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, they're going to be there from one to four, uh, and you know, check it all out. Uh, Michelle Mitsubishi is in Danvers. They're located right on Route One Fourteen. It's eighty Andover Street. And check out them out online, MichelleMitsubishi.com. Hey there, it's Kurt again. Your outrageously dependable interstate battery guy. It's been cold, and your battery's been struggling. And be sure it's not getting any better as you ignore it. Think about it. The battery is one of the most underappreciated pieces of equipment in your car. One you should take a minute to check. Otherwise, you and a loved one could end up stuck somewhere that's just not appealing. Get your battery checked today at an outrageously dependable Interstate Battery deal. You can find us fast at interstatebatteries.com or call us at 800-649-3662. And remember, always ask for outrageously dependable Interstate Batteries. Hello, I'm Gerard of Gerard's Adams Corner. Gerard's Adams Corner is the home of all your Irish needs. Happy St. Patrick's Day from Gerard's Restaurant, Adams Corner in Dorchester. We here at WROL are seeing reports of yet another storm for this coming weekend. If you're concerned about your church family missing out on your well-prepared and timely church message, we can assist you on getting it on our airwaves. We will even run promos letting your church family know what time they can tune in to hear your service and your important message. And we will immediately put it on our website via a podcast and give you a copy so you can upload it to your website. If you want to participate in this, give Basil Yard a call at 617-691-2531 or simply email him, basilyard at SalemRadioBoston.com. Don't let your church family miss out yet again on your important, well-prepared, and timely, godly message. Call Basil, 617-691-2531, or email him at basilyard at SalemRadioBoston.com. 
Hi, this is Gary Jafarian, CEO of Jafarian Volvo, Toyota, and Haverhill. Have a question about car buying or servicing? All you have to do is ask Gary. Email me a question at askgaryj at gmail.com. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Uh, one thing, I got an envelope back in the mail that had four tickets to the Providence Auto Show, and apparently the ink, the ink came off the label. So if there was somebody out there that was hoping to go to the Providence Auto Show and they wanted four tickets, I'm sorry. It just said return to sender. It was, it was very sad. Let's talk to our buddy Paul from Braintree. Good morning, Paul. Hey, John Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I uh, thought that it was, was interesting that... Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't you, by the way, that was supposed to get four tickets to the Providence oh, Auto no, Show, was it? wasn't. No, I, okay. uh, no, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> I went to the, uh, the Boston Auto Show. That's that's enough for you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm sure the Providence one is fine, but thank you very much. No, it wasn't. Um, the uh, it's, your, your topic at the start of the show was really what I was thinking about, and that's... Uh, the salt and whatever that accumulates on the what, car. Watching your car melt into the ground? Is yeah, it, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad to hear the fellow say that you don't necessarily have to uh, garage your car because since I moved, I don't have a garage. But, mm. uh, I'm in a no-salt zone, so I guess that helps. But I have noticed something in, in my car that I, I never noticed before is that a, a great amount of whatever this stuff is is almost touching the back of my front wheels. Uh, and I really need to uh, kick it out if yeah. I can, uh, or else it's. I had trouble steering one 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 day, and I realized that's what it was, and I was you know right yeah. right in the lot. So I just uh, kicked it out. Um, but there's there's a uh, I might as well give him a plug a, a, a Sussure car wash mm-hmm. for thirty five dollars a month. You can get unlimited. You can get your car washed every day. Wow! If, if you need to do it. Um, so I think it, it might be uh, the thing that I'm going going to do. So yeah. it, it's um, uh, interior and exterior, undercarriage wash. Uh, your people should get them as a sponsor. Yeah, no, that that's actually that's actually a really good point, and that's a really good value. And the part about that, the cleaner you keep your – how can I put this? The cleaner you keep your car, the cleaner it is. Does that make any sense? Because, yeah, sure. You know, because uh, – like, uh, you know, if you wash your car once a year and then you try to wash it, A, it's going to be a lot of work, and B, it's not going to really get as clean as you want. You no. keep it clean all the time, it's going to it's gonna stay, you know, much cleaner. And I like the idea what what Bob Baboyan said. One of the things I always had a concern about, and it seems like it's changed, is how car washes now are doing a better job of cycling out the salty brine mix that's in the re- recycled water. That was always something that I thought about. It's like, oh, this is good. You know, car washes now, for environmental purposes, have to recycle their water. And I'm like, well, on a day like, or, you know, the past couple weeks, all of a sudden you get all this salty water that in, goes into the uh, mix that comes back up again. Now you're spraying high-pressure salty water in places it was never designed to go. But like he said, now they're seeing a much lower percentage of that kind of contamination so that's nice to see and uh, he also brought up that good point and, and i know i was behind one one day 
It looked like a big tanker truck, almost like a farm truck right. that was spraying this liquid all over Route 495. And just knowing that, you know, that is not just, you know, it's not like they went to the ocean and sucked up some salt water. They actually, it's, you know, that magnesium chloride brine, which he said is, you know, very, very corrosive to, to metal. And all of a sudden, you're right. If you're behind this sticky brine stuff and it gets stuck all to your car, and not even just your car, but your things like your radiator and uh, air conditioning condenser that are going to be suffering from, uh, you know, long-term corrosion results, that's all. That's all pretty bad stuff. I know we're doing it in the, you know, in the uh, name of safety, but uh, it's pretty tough on your car. I wonder whether it's advisable to get the car steamed inside after a winter like this. Um, more damage. Yeah, I mean, probably. Probably couldn't hurt. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if you get in and out of your car all the time with, uh, you know, snowy, slushy shoes that are filled with, you know, salt and sand and, you know, you get in there and, you, you know, it melts into the carpet, you know, going in there with uh, some kind of vacuum extractor to try to suck as much moisture out of that as possible is probably a good idea. Yeah. Or, um, you, or, you, or you go and you buy the WeatherTech mat thing. Yeah, the, you know. yeah that's, I, haven't, I haven't gone that route yet. Yeah, well, well people, people have told me that that is one of the best investments they've ever had. In fact, Len Wedderberg, who's one of the producers here, put them in his car, and he's like, these things are phenomenal. So, well, I'll go on the website yeah. and uh, uh, yeah. see if you can find about. But is it, I, I've never noticed the, the salt and sand and whatever it is really pile up so much as it did maybe it's all the snow yeah right behind the wheels and yeah it's, and it's no. tough to get out no and i, I think and i think what happens scrape it out yeah i think what happens is that salt and that's the salt mixes with the snow and it actually you know how you go out to a uh you know, a big snow pile, and mm-hmm. even right now the snow is still kind of light and fluffy, except with it plowed by the edge because that's mixed with the salt, and I think it refreezes it. It melts and refreezes, and like Bob said, if it's um, regular salt, it protects it to 20 below zero. If it's magnesium, it can protect it to minus 10, I guess. Well, what happens is if, it, if it's a regular salt mix and it mixes with the snow... And then the temperature drops under 20 degrees. Now, whatever that is, was liquidy at 25 degrees, and now it's frozen solid at 20 degrees. Well, that's the same thing that happened behind the wheel of your car. It's like cement. Oh, yeah. what it's like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, I was afraid because that's mostly plastic under uh, behind the front yeah. wheel wells. No. And, uh, try to be careful not to pull that down as well as uh, as the snow and ice. Yeah, no, there's, uh, I saw somebody drive through a snowbank last weekend, and I'm pretty sure they left most of their front bumper when they were came out the other side, so. Well, the next thing, uh, the tire people are going to make a fortune this year with all the potholes. Yes. Uh, and alignment. Yeah, I had, I, I had a, a bit of a problem two weekends ago, I believe, where I hit, where I hit a pothole with, uh, a car that wasn't mine, and, uh, got That's two good. flat, got two flat tires. Well, it's good and bad. You know, it's not mine, but I, 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 I hate to buy tires for something I don't own. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your responsibility. Yeah. But, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was a car you were testing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, do they have you testing anything uh, in this bad weather? Well, uh, well, actually, actually, uh, I'm going to be talking about it next, and that is the uh, that is a Lexus IS350, kind of a BMW 3 Series competitor. Is I I read the review of the uh, BMW uh, in today's Globe. I mean, it's only a pittance of $98,000. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, Why? 
Well, I you could know, get a chauffeur for that amount of money. Here. Well, well, you you probably could, but uh, it's, it's not uh, as much fun. Yeah, it's it's not as much fun. And uh, and Keith, the guy who wrote the article, I I think his regular car is a is a uh, Mazda five. So. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's got a couple of young kids, so he needed he needed sort of a mini minivan, and I think that's what he drives. So. Okay, but all right, must be a great car, but you know. I don't oh mind. yeah, I mean uh, you know, and that's what it is today. You know, they're all in one way or another, they're all great cars. So yeah, well, yeah. I keep mine. Thanks very okay. much. Okay, all right, take program. care, Paul. Bye bye. Speaking of which, we might as well talk about the car that got me around for most of this week, and that is the Lexus IS. It comes in two models, the IS-250 and the IS-350. Both models can be equipped with all-wheel drive. The all-wheel drive system, like most, can enhance traction and grip under all driving conditions by automatically varying front-to-rear torque balance from 50-50 to as much as 30-70, depending on road conditions. The Lexus IS features a host of upgrades for 2015, including new LED fog lights, numerous cabin enhancements, including a heated steering wheel, uh, which is available on our all-wheel drive model. I guess they must target that specifically for the New England climates, it seems like. Um, In addition, the Lexus IS models add the advanced Lexus Inform Remote. This is a smartphone app that allows the owner to remotely view and control certain features of their car, such as door lock and unlock, remote start for the engine. And just in case you're not sure who's driving your car, there's also a guest driver monitor and car finder. Hmm. Our our road test was in the all-wheel drive version of the IS350. The V6 engine develops a healthy 360 a 306 horsepower and is connected to an eight-speed paddle shift automatic transmission if you did opt for the slightly less powerful 2.5 liter is 250 that develops 204 horsepower and is connected to a six-speed transmission a drive mode select system features up to five driving modes to tailor the car's combination of economy comfort performance and handling characteristics the is 250 and is 350 feature normal sport and uh, eco modes If that choice isn't enough for you, there's the F-Sport version, which adds more things like adaptive suspension with Sport and Sport Plus modes. In our test car, I was using mostly the snow mode. Performance of the 306-horsepower engine is quite good. A firm push on the accelerator brings the IS to life. One item that is uh, not on the car that's available in the F-Type, which I don't quite get, is a sound generator. Why do you need... uh, performance car to sound more performance it's it's kind of a megaphone that goes into the car that makes the engine sound noisier to you but not to the outside world i don't get it but i guess some people do the all-wheel drive system handled the uh, recent snow pretty well with only a limited ground clearance being a problem fuel economy should you care about such a thing epa 19 city 26 highway i've been averaging just about 20 miles per gallon I found the cabin to be comfortable, not exactly spacious, but roomier than some other sporty models. Luxury abound in this uh, 2015 model I, IS model. High efficiency dual zone climate control uses touch sensitive electrostatic temperature switches. The auto system with navigation on a te- test car was quite easy to use and generally minimized distraction with the steering wheel mounted control. Safety is addressed with a combination of advanced passive and active safety systems, 10 supplemental. Restraint system airbags are standard because nine was not enough, so they had to add ten. Anti-lock brakes, electronic brake force distribution, traction control, vehicle stability control, electric power steering provide an extra margin of safety. All these systems combined together to add part of the Lexus safety system. 
If you want more than that, you can also opt for lane departure alert, blind spot monitoring, and rear uh, cross-traffic alert system. The bottom line on this Lexus IS350, is there a time when someone would ask me, I, I really want a BMW, but I'm thinking Lexus. I would tell them there's no substitute for the road manners of a BMW. Sure, the IS was dependable, but it didn't have the same soul. With the 2015 model IS350, I can't say that. This one, especially the all-wheel drive model, uh, should make the Europeans kind of sit up and take notice. We need to take another break. When we come back, maybe we'll chat with you. The phone lines are open at 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. They say every healthy relationship should have a balance of predictability and spontaneity. In fact, it is that assurance of security that makes the spontaneous possible. Your relationship with your car should be a little like that, too. With our industry-leading unlimited mileage warranty, your certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz instills a sense of confidence. You drive away knowing that you can keep driving for up to three years and never have to worry about the miles. Add to that our complimentary prepaid maintenance on select models, and your certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz becomes the ultimate carefree escape vehicle. Only during the Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned sales event going on now through March 2nd can you receive your first two months payments on us on select models, plus three months of Sirius XM satellite radio. So hurry in today. It might just be the most predictable spur-of-the-moment decision you've ever made. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. This is Carol Howley-Simmons, General Sales Manager of Salem Communications, Boston. WROL Irish 950 will soon celebrate 50 years on the Boston airwaves, and that's an incredible milestone. A half century ago, the Irish Hour filled a huge weekly need for Irish immigrants around Boston to get a taste of home through songs and stories. But what was really happening was that one generation of mighty Irish immigrants was infusing rich Irish culture, music, and history into the lives of their children every weekend, right up to this very weekend, all made possible because of the strong support of our advertisers. Like the Irish immigrants of Boston over these 50 years, WROL Irish 950 is mighty, and its reaches are broad, and your business can be a part of it. Learn more by calling me at 617-691-2526. WROL Irish 950 proudly makes history every Irish weekend. Come make it with us. Hello, this is Gary Jafarian, CEO of Jafarian Volvo Toyota in Haverhill, Mass. And you are listening to The Car Doctor. Tune in at 9 a.m. the last Saturday of every month to listen to me and John Paul. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry. Cause I always wanted me one that was long and black. 
One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Mark your calendar to be at Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers next Saturday, the 28th, and meet New England Patriots Super Bowl champion Jonas Gray. He will be there, uh, as will Matt and the rest, and half the Irish Hit Parade, I guess, right? Third of the Irish Hit Parade? Part of the Irish Hit Parade? February 28th. So bring your gear in for signatures. You can bring your Patriots shirt. I don't know. But anyway, uh, WROL Irish Hit Parade will be broadcasting live from a show that day from 1 to 4, so don't miss it out. They're located 80 Andover Street, Route 114 in Danvers. Go check it out. See what's going on. Hey, time just... Snuck right by here. I ha- I used to have some Patriot gear. What happened? Well, you sold it all. No, this week we went down to uh, Washington. Oh, you finally you you were kind of disappointed. You didn't think you were going to be able to go. Hey, of the we did. We snuck out Monday morning. We drove. See, we usually fly down there. But mm-hmm. This time we drove because we had a long time, a long yep. vacation, and it was cold. So I wore my nice warm Patriot jacket. Oh, the, uh, the one you were showing off here. Yeah, a couple weeks yeah, you ago, saw yeah. it, yeah. and um. The Tom Brady hat that nobody can find. Yeah. And then I get down to Washington. And? The sun doesn't have any cold weather gear. And it's like really cold down there this week. And so he said, can I wear that? Sure. Can I wear that? Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. Do I have it now? No, it's gone. They don't have stores down there? like my brother's hair. <laughs> they don't have stores down there, right? I well, thought they, they did. This is the thing. I, I, I said, you don't have a pair of gloves? He goes, no. I said, don't they sell them? He goes, well, they stopped selling them around Christmas time. I said, that that doesn't sound true to me. But that was his story, and he was sticking yeah. to it. There's, there's this. It's still sort of a novelty to me, but this thing called the internet, mm-hmm. where you can buy most anything. Yeah, and you can get Inclu- them like the next day. Yeah, including gloves. Right. I, I'm willing to bet if you went on Amazon and typed in gloves, and you... Oh, he took my gloves, too. I forgot that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, well, see, I rode back yesterday, and it wasn't warm. No. I had his T-shirt on, and shorts, <laughs> flip flops. He had all my yeah. clothes. Yeah, you should have just headed further south. Although, no, my, because then you were of, uh, my then you would have been dressed appropriately. Florida, yeah. I checked the temperature down there; it was like thirty-eight yeah. degrees. Crazy. Yeah. No, I uh, I got an email from somebody who lives uh, sort of west of Orlando, and they said their their heat was coming on. Yeah. Which is something they weren't used to. It was getting down to. Yeah, the, the 30s. But I guess it's going to be 75 on Sundays. So. Well, yeah, but she's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, well. I checked my, I wanted to go for a walk this morning, so I checked the temperature. You know what it was? Well, I know. Negative 17. I never saw anything like that. <laughs> At my house, it was minus 8. Oh. So, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. So, did you go out and walk? Yes. Oh, well, fine. I had a, I wanted to, to walk, the- see if the car would turn over. <laughs> but I had to come to work. <laughs> so, it did, luckily. Jeep with 150,000 miles. There you and the go. Battery just cool. kicked right in. There you go. And it had been sitting all week because we didn't take it to D.C. Yeah, so, so look at that. Go. Dependability. Yep. I guess the snow yep. insulated. Something. Hey, before we go, I have six tickets left for the AAA travel show that's going to be taking place on March 6th, 7th, and 8th at Gillette Stadium. If you want them, email me at jpaul, J-P-A-U-L, at aaasne.com. I will get them in the mail to you. Uh, I only have six left. Probably can get more if I have to. Uh, but if you want to go, we will be broadcasting live from there on that Saturday, kind of just before the show opens. And I guess I'm probably obligated to work for part of the day as well. And uh, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know they. Uh, yeah. By the way, where's Jonas Gray going to be? <laughs> <laughs> 
Good, good segue. I thought I'd yeah. slide that. Yeah, in. try yeah. try to keep me out of trouble. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mitsubishi, uh, Danvers Mitsubishi, Michelle Mitsubishi up in Danvers. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, we're into we're into Irish hip parade time. We got to get out of here. Till next week. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be be good to your car. Talk to y'all next week. Bye bye. Home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturday.